Hello everybody and welcome to the Adopted Podcast episode 4. Today I want to talk about more of an animal awareness podcast. It's about a topic that I was a little bit shocked about, I'm a little bit naive about what goes on in the world. So last week somebody brought to my attention about a festival called Hulin, which it's basically a, a dog meat festival. I did a blog on this and I'm going to read my blog out on my podcast because I I touched on some points and I don't want to, to forget about them points that I pointed out in, in my blog and I'll probably just stipulate further from what I actually wrote in my blog entry. So I understand that different people and different countries have different cultures and festivals but when does celebrating something come at a cost of harming an animal in an inhumane way. So sorry if you may find any of this podcast a little bit distressing. Um, I I felt a little bit upset when, when I was reading some of this and obviously I'm not going to go into too much detail. If you do want to have a look for yourself, there's various different websites on this particular festival. I just feel that there needs some more awareness to be highlighted on this topic. So I'm, like I said, I'm a little bit naive about what goes on in the world and I even went further to do some research on it myself and this week um, it was brought to my attention about the festival called Yulin, which like I said is a, a dog meat festival. Apparently when I looked into it I did, I did some research on it and it's not supported by the the government it's not driven in any way by the chinese government it's um backed by local businesses so my first thought was the festival was probably a a cultural one um that had been going on for many years but apparently it actually only started in 2009 so it's still relatively recent of a festival um however the act of actually eating dog meat and yes cats do get eaten as well has been a practice in china for over 400 years so apparently um the selling of dog meat for human consumption is legal in china with an estimated 10 million dogs killed for the human consumption every year. Now I'm sure not all Chinese people are pro cat and dog meat so you know I don't want to put everybody into the same little box and just be totally like oh just because one culture does it it means everybody in the whole of China does it. Um, I'm not saying that I just wanted to just bring awareness to what is actually going on and I obviously don't want to say that what a country can do and what it can't do. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've been brought and raised that, you know, dogs and cats aren't domesticated and you see them as strays and I don't know, like, I wasn't brought up in that kind of world. So it's just, I just don't, I can't get my head around it, even though I am trying to see things from different perspectives. So I wanted to, I wanted to write a fair post about this topic. So looking at this culture from a different perspective, the Chinese believe that eating dogs actually helps to ward off the heat felt during the summer months. 
So this is one of the reasons why they did this festival. And this festival starts during the summer solstice and lasts around 10 days. And during this time, 15,000 dogs and cats are killed and eaten. I actually found some research in a place called Zunhayat. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And about 64% of the surveyed group aged 16 to 50 said that they would support a permanent end to the infamous annual event. And it also showed that 51.7% of its respondents, who included Yulin residents too, wanted the dog meat trade banned completely, while 69.5% claimed to have never even eaten dog meat. So it's actually quite interesting to see it from their perspective as well. Like, there, there are people in Yulin and there are people in China that, you know, they, they don't even wish to eat dog meat. Looking into the supply, and in order to get a good supply of the meat, there is dog and cat farming that goes on. The reports indicate that there is an illegal trade, there is a black market developing in order to supply this festival. People's pets are being stolen, they're being transported miles away to also supply this event. While watching videos, you could tell, you could just tell that some of these animals were domesticated. I watched one YouTube video where one lady was actually shaking one of the dog's paws, like shake a paw. Like a stray just wouldn't do that. A domesticated dog would, sh would shake a paw. It, it, was, it was kind of heartbreaking to see that she got novelty out of the fact and the reporter said to her, are you actually going to kill that dog too if somebody wants it? And she basically said, yeah, yeah, if somebody wants to have it, then I'm going to kill it for somebody to eat. So noticing that some of these animals did look... Do I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to say that, oh, just because they're strays, then it isn't, it's acceptable to go and kill, go around stealing stray dogs and, and, and killing them for, for food. Like, that is not where I'm coming from and it doesn't make it right or wrong that just because it's a feral or just because it's a stray that that, that animal it doesn't mean anything because now that isn't what I'm saying. On top of this there's also many reports that these dogs and cats are killed inhumanely and I won't describe any of it on this podcast as it's relatively available on many websites. I'll say the, the uh, websites uh, at the end of this particular section of the podcast so you can go and take a look if you want. I also watched YouTube videos which were quite upsetting. I believe that if you really must kill something that I believe that you should at least give the animal the dignity of a quick and painless death. My views are that these animals are considered as domesticated and companion pets and this is why in Western culture we are very much traumatised by animal abuse in general towards cats and dogs. There are also great concerns over the meat itself in China, apparently because the dogs and cats are treated so disrespectfully and the animals are they're not being vaccinated there's serious hygiene concerns regarding the meat they are eaten it's also deemed as unsanitary due to the fact as to how it's being transported just if you watch the youtube videos it's just animals packed in cages and it's just not very clean and it's not 
Hi Gatsby. I'm pro you're gonna probably hear my cat. Like my cat's been very vocal today. So just to let you guys know. So it's also deemed as unsanitary due to the fact that as to how the animals are transported. The animals could probably be riddled with rabies and who who knows what else they could have. Also, another report stated that seven tons of meat from dogs that were killed were poisoned in, I think it's pronounced Neitong, in East China's Jianchuan province. Tests had showed that the meat contained cyanide. Now, I thought that people were probably trying to poison these animals in order to get back at the humans for actually eating them but no apparently they it's enough cyanide to actually kill a dog or a cat but apparently it's not enough for the meat to be contaminated for human consumption so due to the meat being contaminated there are reports circulating that humans have received food poisoning and, and in fact died I discussed this topic with some different people, like different work colleagues and friends of mine over the last week and the first comments that came up was that we eat pigs and chickens and other cattle and in different cultures, I mean let's say for example a, a cow, a cow is very sacred um, and considered as a symbol of wealth. For example, in, in Nepal, the slaughter of cattle is forbidden and, and the eating of the meat is also um, very much taboo. So a cow's status is seen as the um, carer of the land and, and the status of the cow is seen as a very maternal figure. So in our Western culture, people in other cultures, because what we deem as being the norm and what we deem as being normal may not be somebody else's normal us eating meat may not be normal to other people i mean we have vegetarians and we have vegans even in our own country and there's reasons why that they're vegetarians and vegans you know like so where does the line get drawn and which animal doesn't doesn't deserve to be on our plates. Yeah, how do you take it as far as, you know, you stop at chickens or do you continue on like birds and insects and microorganisms? Like the list is endless. Like at the moment you walk out on your sidewalk, you've probably killed a ton of ants. So I'm not really sure what the answer is. I just wanted to shed some light and awareness on that particular festival and if we don't agree with it we can sign a petition if we feel really strongly in the hopes that something may change we can think well it's not going on in our backyard so I'm just going to continue to ignore it or it just doesn't doesn't bother me I was also quite shocked to read that in Canada it's legal to sell and serve dog meat providing that it must be killed and gutted in front of federal inspectors. So it just goes to show that these things can actually happen in our own doorsteps. I guess it's whether anybody would actually want to try it. My assumption is is it wouldn't go very go down very well if word got out that dog meat or cat meat was sold in a Canadian restaurant. 
And I think there have been many protesters, not just from activists, but also from fur parents out there. It's also legal in Australia and some other countries. So you can read more on the issues I've raised. And I think it's always best to inform yourself rather than, you know, just taking somebody else's word for it. You can go on the Humane Society International website. They have Stop Dog Meat website. They also have Stop Ulin. And also I got some information from the Dog Meat Wiki. I also did do a week of search on like which animals are sacred in, in other countries and it's, it's a little bit of an eye-opener like goats and there's generally various different animals that are sacred in some way to some other countries. I'd like to move on to a bit more of a happier ending. I know I generally start the show with the Gatsby moments, like what's been going on in Gatsby's world. So let's close the show in a bit more of a happier way. So I got home this afternoon and Gatsby's, he's, he's been very, very vocal now. Um, he's obviously been with us, like I've said in previous shows, for, he's been with us for about four months now and every... As the months pass, I seem to have a little bit more of his personality come out. So he's, he's very vocal and meowy. And when I've looked into different breeds before, like I've only ever seen that uh, Siamese is supposed to be the most vocal, the most vocal cat of all cats. But I tell you, I can, I can smash one of them Siamese cats. Like Gatsby is so vocal. And... I'm starting to wonder if he has a little bit of a separation anxiety when he's away from me. He's he's very attached to me. This week was also a... There was an event in my hometown in Canada called um, Pets in the Park. That was pretty cool as well. I've uploaded a Facebook Live video of some of what was going on. Um, apologies on the Facebook Live. I'm still not totally confident with doing them just yet. You'll just have to bear with me when I get my head wrapped around them. It's like, it's not as if you can edit any portion of the Facebook Live. What you see is exactly what you get. So they're kind of tough. It's not as if you can like edit it after the fact. So Pets in the Park is sponsored by the Edmondson Humane Society. And that's where we got Little Gatsby from. So I like to go out and support them. They had um, agility shows. They had frisbee throwing is mainly centered around the dogs i will be honest with you um i did see a couple of cats on harnesses guys so gatsby kind of missed out because like i've said in another show i've tried the whole leash and harness thing and gatsby's not really for it and it's a shame i think he's really missing out there that's what we did on sunday so you can go onto facebook and you can check out my video um, as I said last week, I've got my YouTube channel going. So check out The Adopted Cats on YouTube and you can see some of my videos. I mean, I've uploaded my cat enclosure on there now. I've uploaded a couple of silly videos that I've done. I did another little video on Pets in the Park, so you can have a look at that. <clears throat> and also there was a... What are you doing, cats? So on we regularly post on Instagram that's my favorite source of social media and I think I want to pronounce this name right like why does everybody have so many challenging names 
So the Instagram account is called Katskarotity. I think I've said that right. And they are currently doing a Cat Olympics, which is pretty fun. And so what they're doing is you've got to post a picture of your cat and it's a Cat Olympics theme. So there's many different events. There's like, oh, 16 events. There's a boxing one, there's a bed hogging one, there's um, cat yoga. So there's a few different themes that you can go and compete for with your picture. Um, the deadline for this is the 4th of August. So you, you have to, if you've got a cat, log them into this. Go on to their Instagram page. I will mention what their Instagram account is in the text of my podcast. So if I haven't pronounced it right, then you can see the spelling of that from there. But it's pretty cute, I have to say. And I guess that's pretty much a wrap. Like I said, we've got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We have the podcast. So many different ways of keeping up to date with us. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for listening. And please join us for episode five next time. Bye.